I cannot say honestly that I was expecting it to happen, especially not this soon, but we are in fact getting a full Major League Baseball season. Hi everybody, my name is Joe Rico, and this is the Fantasy MLB Today podcast. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. We have great news and we are going to in fact be having a full baseball season this year, despite no one really thinking it was going to get done, especially not the way it did with them canceling the games on Wednesday night and then Thursday, them agreeing to a new CBA. It did kind of come out of the blue a little bit. I personally spent Wednesday night fairly dejected thinking that we weren't going to have baseball for the next couple of months. But we will, in fact, have baseball in three weeks. So that is huge news for all baseball fans, for all people like me who love fantasy in, in every sport, but particularly in baseball. Because there's no real baseball, there's no fantasy baseball. So that would have been a massive loss to us here who love to play fantasy. And to those who love baseball. So today we're going to be hitting you with a bit of a shorter video. And we're just going to be going over the remaining free agents who will be signed up. You'd think all of them in the next week or so. Because there are still a lot of very talented all-star level players even MVP caliber players who are still sitting there without deals. So I'm going to go through them briefly, each one, because there's a lot of them to go through. But just talk a little bit about their destinations they may be going to and what kind of fantasy value they would be having in those given destinations. So we're going to start out with Mr. Carlos Correa. Not someone I'm a huge fan of. I'll always have a bit of a disdain for the Astros. It's not something I'll ever be able to help. It's always going to be there. Even though my team, the Blue Jays, we do have George Springer, and he was definitely involved in that whole, how should we phrase it, debacle that happened in Houston. But, you know, you have to acknowledge that he is still a great player, Correa, and Altuve and Springer and all those Astros guys. So I need to get over myself. Anyway, Carlos is being rumored today to be headed to the Cubs. Not that that has been confirmed by anybody, but apparently the Cubs are showing massive interest. Marcus Stroman was tweeting out yesterday trying to get uh, some interest, some buzz generated around Correa to the Cubs and directly recruiting him through Twitter, which is something that they hadn't really been doing throughout the lockout. But this would have to be a massive, massive contract. And I don't know that I love his fantasy value if he goes to the Cubs either. But let's start with the contract. The contract he turned down 10 years, 275 from the Tigers, which is, I mean, that's a pretty sizable deal. It might be a little bit below what he thinks he's worth on the market, 27 years old. But if you're 27, you're signing a 10-year deal, that's likely you're going to be your last contract. $275 million, so you're looking at $27.5 million per. I thought it was fairly reasonable. He wants more. Houston offered him... 160 million over five years and he turned that down which is a higher slightly higher annual value and he would have had he would have got to remain on the contending Astros team that he's been on so I feel like that would have probably been the best place for him to go in terms of his fantasy value if he leaves Houston to go to the Cubs I don't see his fantasy value flourishing in that situation he's surrounded in by one of the best lineups in all of baseball, especially with the emergence of Kyle Tucker last year, you have a stacked lineup in Houston. You have seven guys who are capable of being all-stars, six, seven guys. So I don't know that you're going to find a better situation for that. The only teams that have comparable lineups 
are Toronto, who's also been rumored to a lesser extent, and the Dodgers, who he's not going to the Dodgers. Their middle infield is taken care of. So he's pretty much in the best situation he could be in in terms of his fantasy value, batting early in the middle and sometimes later a little bit deeper in that lineup. I'm just not sure that he finds a situation on the market where he's going to have that kind of value. The home run should be probably what they're going to be wherever he goes. But in terms of the RBIs and the runs, I don't I don't see him finding a better fit on the market than the Astros. Let's move on from Carlos. We've done a lot of talk about Carlos. Let us move on to Freddie Freeman. Now, Freddie Freeman, his name still being out there is probably very concerning for Braves fans. They probably figured, especially with the World Series, he's a year removed from being the National League MVP. They're probably thinking he was going to sign as soon as he could to come back to Atlanta. He has meant more to that franchise than anybody since Chipper Jones left. And he is in this, another another guy who's in a stacked lineup, right? I know, and, and they're talking about him leaving. He may go to the Dodgers or the Blue Jays, the same kind of discussions that they're having about Correa. And, you know, he would be fine wherever he goes. He would be fine. The Yankees have also made it some inquiries and if he was batting in the Yankee stadium, 80 games a year, 81 games a year, you have to figure his home run ceiling goes way up because of that short porch for lefties there in right field. I personally think Freddie will end up going back to the Braves. I don't think they're going <clears> to, <throat> they're going to let him go, even though they have let him go for this long, they haven't signed him back up again. He's looking for about six years, 180 million, which is fairly reasonable for someone his age. I don't see him going to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are already taken care of at first with Vlad. The Yankees, not so much so taken care of. I mean, they got Rizzo, um, but they would happily take Freeman. And the Dodgers would make it work somehow. The Dodgers have a lot of versatility uh, positionally, so they'd have to move Muncie around somewhere. Um, but they, they would they could make it work. The Dodgers could make it work. I would probably anticipate him going back to the Braves and still maintaining that production that he has in the middle of that lineup, surrounded by Acuna and Riley, Dansby Swanson. We'll see if we see Marcelo Zuna this year. Um, but I think that's probably the most likely situation as he goes back to Atlanta, even though it's taken a lot longer than Braves fans want. I think that's where it's, he's most likely to end up. Okay, let's move on to Nick Castellanos. He's coming off a fantastic year. 34 homers, 100 RBIs, and he batted 309. So he is going to be absolutely getting it paid. It was the first time he's hit over 30 home runs, which is kind of surprising for someone as powerful as, as Castellanos. And despite him being an outfielder, he can play in the infield a little bit. Not as well, but that's something that teams will consider when going in for him. I think... I think he's probably not going to stay with the Reds. It's hard to say Castellanos because it's been so long since this stuff has really been reported on. But I don't I don't think he's going to stay with the Reds. Apparently Jeter wanted to put in a bid for him with the Marlins before he left. And that didn't work out. I honestly have no idea with Nick Castellanos. He is, he's a wild card for me. I think... I mean, with the universal DH now, too, that's something that 
will benefit him. It'll benefit really every player in the National League, especially if he stays in the National League. It'll benefit him. And to a lesser extent, American League teams for interleague play. But you can give guys those days off, and he will be one of those guys who will probably get some days off. He missed about 25, 20 games last year. So he'll be someone who would benefit from that rule. I I think he's probably going to stay in the National League. But I am a total speculation. I, I don't really have much insight on Castellanos, other than the fact that he will be productive wherever he goes uh, with that with that power bat. And now he's turned into a very good average hitter. So, I mean, batting 310 is something that he could probably do again. It might drop off a little bit, but it's something that's probably sustainable for him. Next person I'm going to talk about, I'm sorry I don't have much for Castellanos there. It's just... He's he's someone who's a little bit harder to predict. Pretty much everybody could use a little bit of outfield help. And he's I, I'm really not sure about Castellanos. Moving on, Chris Bryant is someone who I'm a little more certainty on. I think he's probably going to end up playing for the Phillies. First off, just off the top of my head, you can I could picture him wearing a Phillies jersey very easily. I could he look good in pinstripes, in in red pinstripes. Hopefully not the other pinstripes. But he has been being scouted and recruited by Bryce Harper. They are both natives of Las Vegas. And Bryce would really like to play with Chris Bryant. And I don't think Chris will be too expensive. Considering that he's kind of been on a bit as good as he was last year. He wasn't great. His He was great to start the year. And then he kind of fell off a bit. And the, the numbers ended off looking pretty okay. 25 homers, 73 runs batted in. He was He was good. He was good, and he can play in the infield and the outfield. So he has a lot of versatility. He's probably not going to be a massive fantasy asset this year, but he'll be someone that you can slot in, probably in the utility slot. He might be in your starting lineup, but he's he's fallen off a little bit. So I'd be a little wary about giving him a massive deal. I think he'll probably get a five-year deal still because the way that sports world works is pretty insane in that matter. But I think he's probably going to go to the Phillies. He's going to go for four, five-year deal, most likely. And he's probably going to have similar value that he had last year. He might drop off a little bit because we've seen that start with him now. He's started to drop off a little bit in recent years. But I would look for him to have fair, moderate value if he goes to the Phillies. I don't see him going back to the Giants and there's a couple of other teams that have been kicking the tires. The Blue Jays have kicked the tires. And he would be a good fit on the Blue Jays. I mean, the only thing that works against him in that lineup is he's a right-handed bat. And the, the lineup is packed with right-handed bats. So it's not a major need for the Blue Jays. Uh, they could use a third baseman. We're kind of in flux a little bit there with Semyon leaving. The infield opens up a little bit. So... They could use they could use him there. I, I don't think he's coming to Toronto. I think if I had to bet, I would say he's going to Philadelphia. Let us talk about one more player for today, and that would be Trevor Story, who is very polarizing in terms of his fantasy value and where he's going in drafts and on the real baseball side of it, in terms of if he can still be productive, and especially if he leaves Coors Field, can he still have that kind of productive seasons that he used to have? Where you're thinking that he was the ghost of Troy Tulowitzki, the same guy come to life again for Colorado. And I don't think that he will resign with Colorado. I think that would probably have been done if he was going to do it already. Now, maybe what this 
lockout has done is we'll have desperation in some players and some teams who didn't have as much time to negotiate maybe as they would have hoped. And a player like Story and even maybe a Freddie Freeman will end up going back to where they came from simply because the options, they haven't quite explored them as much as they could have if there was no lockout. Now, I'm sure there has been talking going on during the lockout. We can't be too naive about these things. Same way in basketball, the second free agency opens up and you have a slew of deals announced. Those deals weren't worked out in 30 seconds. They have been talking when they weren't technically supposed to be. And I think that's probably similar with what's going on in baseball and what has been going on up until they were allowed to start talking again last night. So Story may have been uh, in, have interest from other teams. He will have interest from other teams. I think he probably either goes back to Colorado or he goes to the Yankees because the Yankees have shown interest in the past and that's the, that's the type of player that the Yankees shoot for typically in free agency a guy who's maybe regressed a little bit they can still throw the throw the checkbook at him no problem but someone that they will try and rejuvenate so that in the past they've tried this with Chase Headley um, on the pitching side Kluber um there are examples throughout the years. I'm blanking on more of them than those two right now. But they bring in players in the later stages. Not that Trevor's late stage of his career necessarily, but going in the in the wrong direction age-wise and production-wise. And they will look to bring those guys in and try and see if they get anything, see if they have anything left in the tank, essentially. And I, I th- thinking about it more, I think, Maybe he signs a, a couple-year deal with the Yankees. Either he signs a shorter-term deal with the Yankees, I think, or he signs a long-term deal with the Rockies. I could see him, you know, I could see him finishing out his career with the Rockies. Honestly, like, there's a lot of options. I could like I don't see it being a great fit if he stays with the Rockies in terms of um, a player relationship thing, because I think that the relationship has deteriorated a little bit. Um, they traded Arenado and kind of showed which direction they were going in in terms of competitiveness um they're not a good team so maybe he wants to get out of there but maybe he's content with where he is content with having the thin denver air and hitting more home runs there than he would anywhere else so another guy i'm a little bit torn on if i had to make a bet i would say he probably i'd say he probably goes back to the rockies that would be my guess but at the same time with this lockout, there has been so much time between um, the last reporting on free agent talks and different rumors, sources talking about um, different meetings that have gone on with players. So we're all kind of a little out of the loop on what specific conversations have been happening recently. So everything that I can say can essentially be taken with a grain of salt here in terms of location, because as much as I think my guesses are educated, it's very hard at this stage to know who is solidified uh, offers from who, what agents are saying. Um, what what exactly is going to happen from here is a bit of a mystery. But in the next 24, 48 hours, we should have the floodgates open. The levees will break. And there will be... A ton of signings so that will be something that would be very interesting most likely in our next video we're going to go over players that have signed 
and a couple more players who probably will have not signed by that point, and we'll talk about destinations for them, and also about players that will have signed, and talking about the fantasy implications of those deals. Okay, guys, thank you for listening today. Once again, this is the Fantasy MLB Today podcast, brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Joe Rico. See you, everybody.